manufacturing, technology, hot topics, and a little bit of tomfoolery. This is the MTD Podcast. MTD Podcast, Series 2, Episode 2. And in the background, someone's just, you can hear the door opening because someone's just come in as we're recording, but we're consummate professionals, so we're going to have a fight with them later. I'm joined by... The big guns, the small guns, and the medium guns. We've got Giovanni Albanese. Hey, how are you doing, mate? All I'm right. all right. Mr. Joe Reynolds. Guten Tag. Yep, he's all gone German because he's been at Emo in Milan. And Mr. PJ. It's black and Deutsch. Nine. No, it's four of us, actually. <laughs> so, we had some highlights. 27 halls of engineering porn, I think someone called it. I'm not oh, sure. Excellence. Yeah. Excellence. Exuberance. Oh, excellent Solutions. Stuff. Got to say, I listened to your podcast last week or the other day. I thought it was really good. Thank you very much. I, I learned a lot. Okay. Oh, right. What did you learn? Uh, well, I learned certainly about what Colin was talking about, about the citizen machine. I thought that was interesting. Well, also, citizen Miano, I was corrected. Yeah, machine, I because also, um, I know taught that with the Swiss Deco that I went to Switzerland to look at, which was also at Emo this year. It's a, a similar concept of machine with that B-axis. B-axis on the turret. B-axis on the turret. Yep. But it's taking machining into a whole new level. And yeah. in fact, they, they had presentations there. Uh, throughout the week, in fact, every two hours, and they were drawing so many crowds. It was incredible. Yeah. You were there, Gio, as well. We saw yeah. it. Doesn't this doesn't this kind of relate to what Joe went, referred to last week as well? Artificial intelligence. Without that cam, cam software now, how would you be able to run these complicated machines? It's simplifying the way these machines can operate. You imagine programming these nine axis, ten axis, simultaneous yeah. machines. This new well, CAD cam. It's chicken and egg, isn't it? What what comes first? You have to have the software there to. To be able to program them, or do you develop the hardware around what software is available? Bit of both, isn't yeah. it? Bit of both. As long as there's no turkeys involved, we'll yeah. be fine. I've got a question, though. <laughs> what, what I was really interested in is you, you were talking about highlights. One of mine was the plane journey back the last 20 minutes. Oh, I, God. I can't remember some of it, but I, I heard that there was a, an incident as we left the plane. Someone tried to pull my trousers down, didn't they, Joe? The, the video is available. It's a subscription service. <laughs> if you want to see the video, and you must have deep pockets. But yeah, now you've got to pay not to see it. It's going to go out stream live. Yeah, for, if, you, live. if you don't subscribe to our channel, you will get sent it. Yeah. Well, I wasn't on that plane journey. Thank, thank God is all I can say because it sounded like absolute chaos. Paul's actually didn't join us for the first thing because he was stuck in quarantine. So anyway, enough enough of Paul chatting on about his highlight. Joe, what another highlight from Emo Twenty Seven Halls of Engineering Excellence, if I can say that. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the, the new GL ray, uh, lathes from, from Romy Machine Tools. It's uh, it, Paul joined me on the stand. Typically, when you see a new machine tool enter the market, it, may or, it just may be a change of a theme. They might have changed the control. But this every item on this machine is different, everything from the CNC control down to the casting, down to the guides. Everything is, um, is new, is new. Visually, it looks beautiful as well. It's, it's heavy, not a heavier so, machine too. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's 45% heavier than the, than the previous model. <clears throat> so it's now got uh, milling, Y-axis, uh, sub-spindle. In truth, it, the, the old range, the, I think the Series 4, this one. So the Series 3, version 3. Good maths, Joe. Yeah, well done. <laughs> it's a great, great machine. Sold many across the world. But in truth, the, the range was flawed. It didn't have sub-spindle and, uh, and Y-axis and, and, and fundamentally need that in the modern market. I thought they did, though. That's really interesting that you say that because I'm mm. sure when we've been to Romeo Rugby, never had the sub-spindle lathe. It's always been mm -hmm. driven tools and a Y-axis. Did it have Y-axis? No, I don't think so. Milling, milling functionality. Yeah. But now it's full. It, well, it's everything you need in the marketplace. So and, and, they've added, yeah, and they've added more models to the range. Of, I think there's five five different sizes. So, yeah. Impressive stuff and from it, And it drew a, drew a big crowd, as no, you'd okay. imagine. Geo, 
Next, what about yourself? I think if, if going on to the theme, I don't think we really brought machine tools into play yet, but if we're going to stick to machine tools, I think my my uh, highlight was the Porter uh, Solutions. Porterloo. Uh, oh, well, right, sorry. <laughs> it was a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> it was after the project. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, if you can imagine a, a machine in a very small footprint. Hold with, on. Yep, got it. I, was, I mean, <laughs> just imagine that, yeah. With three spindles. Okay, hold on. Horizontal spindles. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah, free pallets. Hold on. It's going to be a long show. Keep going, Gio. Come on. Well, anyway, you need to watch Paul's video. It's it's trending quite well on MTDCNC, and it will explain that machine uh, quite well. I mean, this is revolutionary. I mean, effectively, you've got three horizontal machines in one with the spindles working simultaneously. simultaneously. It's something that's totally unique that, you, that I've not seen in the UK market as of yet. I've not, and I'm surprised when I saw it, why it hasn't been thought of by, let's say, a DMG Mori or a, or a, or one, you know, a massive manufacturer, because I can see the, the, the competitive advantage. Massive. Who was it again, sorry? Porter Solutions. Porter Solutions, okay, not Porter Solutions. Three high-speed horizontals, <laughs> all fed with their own tool changes as well. The tool okay. changes are above the, the spindle as well, so the tool changes is literally instant. It, the, the design is, is, is a phenomenal design. It if really you can is. imagine a tool change on a no. machine, hang on. You got it? I could, no. Yeah, I think, really, joke aside, me trying to imagine it, imagine it's going to be too long, but def, you've done a video on it. Where will you, where, what channel will that be on? So that would be on the MTD CNC YouTube channel. Okay, good. Okay. Now my turn, because you have had, I, I think you lot have had enough. I'm talking, I'm going to go work holding, because we have seen before via NCMT, the blue photon. Absolutely. Well, work holding yeah. solution, glue, you, you, curing it UV, with UV light. Really, really strong. I think it's £200 per, per light. Quite cheap. Just holding it. Um, Different complex shapes, but with additive manufacturing now, you can get make that work holding solution for such complex shapes. It's absolutely amazing. What do you I, mean I, by I, that, Colin? Explain yourself anymore. Oh, you're going to you no, have no, to but, imagine it. But you, no, you, 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 what you're saying is, is that when you're holding that intricate part, yep. say if it, it was like a, a six-legged part, yep. the actual 3D printing comes into play because you can put the glue exactly where you need it. That on the, 3D print, you'll 3D print the, the fixturing yep. and then put the lights into that fixturing, yep. then you'll glue it. And then you could take that 3D Perfect printing solution. away. I, I yeah, guess you imagine a turbine blade, a regular shape. You can't be holding that. Do you? The, the surface yeah. that's going to be glued to needs to be. He must have seen the video because no, there I is a video, the video on, the, no. on the MTD CNC Global Channel, which you did, Colin. And I've got to say, it was it was really good. I, I watched you. it. I definitely within, didn't see that one. Within sixty seconds, it, it, you can you can see where it can be used. Yeah. And it's You're essentially gluing but, something to something else, aren't you? So it needs to be. No point doing it to a. You know, a flat But surface. it isn't going to be for everyone. I mean, it's a good innovation. Complex part. Com complex yeah. part. Application specific. <laughs> well, easy for you to say, I tell you. <laughs> you but just glued my lips together. Yes. <laughs> you know, they had um, a spine implant, a sphere, turbine blades, all sorts of things. Absolutely amazing. Anyway, I've had enough of myself, although I watched a video because it was very good because I was in it, as you would expect. I've, I've got a left field one. Uh oh. It's, you know, you. You go around all the stands and abundance of like quality components have been machined at the show, isn't it? Like one stand had that, that giant ball that's been done on a five axis machine and various others. What was bull your... or ball? It's your accent, mate. Bull. As in. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I got to be honest. I come from West Midlands and they sound slightly different. But yeah, I think we're, I think we're on the same way. They don't win Collins on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had worse, mate. Don't worry. Anyway, come on. Keep going. Yeah. So what, what was your favourite component you saw at the show? Oh. Oh, that is that is a tricky one. I mean, oh yeah, I, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got, got Colin. I saw a crankshaft for a marine engine. It took. It should have been. People will have guessed it already because it's going out of the cycle time challenge. It took. That's a, a drum roll. 
seven, seven days to manufacture. Right. Yeah. That sounds like Paul on, his, Paul on your old machines, Paul. It, well, I used to, t- did used to machine crankshafts. Yeah, but this is flipping humongous, mate. Yeah, I think cycle time is 20 minutes. It took six days yeah. to load apart, probably. We used to scrap them. Yeah. Scrap them. But it was about four metres long. I didn't actually measure it myself, but huge. Or have you got a better one? That sounds quite boring. No, oh. I mean, no, because I, I, I've, I've come into that. I was very focused on the machines. And one of the things that the, the theme I found from the show was the all about the automation. And if you went onto the Fanuc stand, and I know you did as well, they had, uh, and in fact, this uh, robot that was on the stand is going to be at their event, their automation event on the 29th, 30th and 31st of October. It, it's got the heaviest Plug. Uh, heaviest payload of any robot around the world. And it was, it was picking up, I've seen it actually pick up a car before. I know there it was just yeah, picking up- Yeah, your car is so badly parked it, it, as usual. Yeah, I know it was, it was just picking up an engine block there, but it- Two engine blocks. Two, two engine blocks. You can pick it was, up a was, car, but it couldn't pick Paul up. But it, but it was, <laughs> but it was, it was, yeah, it was fantastic to see- uh, can all stop laughing now because that wasn't funny joke but <laughs> <laughs> what i also thought about the fanic stand on the automation is they have what they class as like a mini robot i don't know whether you saw that that basically went from machine to machine and it was uh, it would avoid anything that was in between it and it'd go to uh, a collaborative or it basically had a collaborative robot on it it moved to a machine put a part in take a part out and it would just like just like a robot does almost like walk and uh, not walk away but roll away and then it go to another machine and do the same again and the Robot fact that on those, wheels. If, yeah, the, that's, yeah, that, that, that's, that, that, that made it was quick, simpler, didn't it? Yeah, um, but the, but how effective could that be in a machine shop when you're looking? You know, lots of people think of one robot, one machine. Well, you don't yep. need one robot. Oh, well, one you know, I visited Toyota in 1996 for the first time, and it wasn't new then. It's incredible how long it's taken Toyota. to get mass adoption into the marketplace for that technology. But that, you know, it, it it's there's no reason not yep. to use that. Well, how to do a not a similar thing, but you can move their robot from one machine around the machine shop to four different machines and they're the big ones not the like when you're saying collaborative sort of cobots you're thinking the small one small one sort of maybe a payload of i don't know 10 kilos but the halter ones they'll do up to 70 kilos yeah, i think now. paul's on about it literally drives itself yeah, to a machine absolutely. Yeah. it's yeah. all digitalization it, isn't it and though? it's this health is, and safety fully health and safety you know you could walk past it and it wouldn't run you over well, it just beeps and you have to get out of the way yeah yeah and make you a drink run you really? over if you oh. if you programmed it to but it was really great to see their stand all of their machines were fed by automation, even their EDM machines. So they'd got robots on their EDM machines and you don't associate an EDM machine with something that's, that needs to be, you know, parts changing all the time because they tend to run overnight, don't they? But they're still demonstrating where those uh, Paul, that accountability. I'm going to stop you there because I think it's Geo's turn. Um, oh, Favourite part, Geo. Favourite part. Components. Part, well, I, I don't really, I've, I've seen many parts. I think one of the parts that I've seen was um, an actual U-drill being manufactured from a solid block. Oh, but that's good, I mean, yeah. The, I'm going to move on to another machine, a machine tool manufacturer, Grupo, Grupo Parpus. Now, not the actual machine tool, but they, they again, it was <clears throat> some new innovation that they were showcasing on the machine. Now, this particular machine tool was a large gantry-style machine tool with a very large working envelope. And you can imagine um, the kind of size parts that would fit in their big mould tools, uh, for example. Do you want me to imagine it? You, no, no, definitely not. Um, but um, that's, that's effectively, big, yeah. got it. they've got this new technology that runs inside the machine tool that will scan the footprint of the machine. Uh, if you can imagine you looking above from a plan view, if you're looking above a city, this drone co- can calculate in a 3D perspective everything within the envelope of that machine. So they, it's effectively scanning everything in the envelope. So 
when it's machining, it know exactly where everything is. Is the idea to scan the component and the billet, or there's literally the machine bed, so you know how the how the bed is. Both anti-collision. Is it so that you can factor in the anti-collision factor when you are machining? It's not going to hit a high point, or yeah, it's three D. I would imagine both aspects. It's it's beneficial because imagine setting a datum, the setting the datums on something so large, or or if you've got a new mold tool that comes in, and I'm just speculating here. You don't know exactly where each feature is. You'd have to check it first before you put it into the machine tool to machine it. Why can't so it, can it actually, go to? I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's ruined that one then, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, the, 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 that was on Swarf and Chips as well, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a... How many people will, will invest in that technology? It remains I, I, to be seen, but well, it's a good idea. You, you imagine, well, I was told... Um, that it would usually take a day to scan um, a component in that kind of area, that that size. And, that how, size. and how quick was that doing? A couple of minutes. Three days. Yeah. <laughs> right, come on. Now, I, I, can I, I talk about my components? No, it's my go. Talk about, no, you talk you about go, components. You talk about your components. So there, there were three main ones, all driven by Autodesk software, funny enough. All this generative design you may or may not have come across. There was uh, the, the, the project I did with Volkswagen, where they essentially took, the, you take the wheel, an alloy wheel, and you say, I need five holes here because it's got to fit to the car. It's got to be round. I need That's a hole a here. a good start on a wheel, Joe. Exactly. I need a hole here for um, a valve, and the software does the rest, and it, 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 and it chucks up. It doesn't, it looks irregular. It doesn't look correct. Really? But it basically, it's opt- the design is optimized. Uh, secondly to that was they had like a, I can't think of the name, but essentially something you'd send, you'd travel to Mars or the moon in a spaceship, I would suggest. But... Yeah, but it's like the landing part of a, a rocket, if you like. And that was all generative design, exactly the same. And the third, again, generative design. Just, just to explain that was... again, generative design. So essentially a few things like a bridge. A bridge is nice triangles, everything's as it should be. That's what we think. But if you use machine learning AI, they would tell you you're wrong. The algorithm... So to get the maximum Collins, mate, strength in yeah. part or that. And it looks... Have a look online. It just looks wrong. It doesn't look like it should be made like that, but it, it, it is correct. So I how think does it work? Sorry, it uses the power of the cloud and machine intelligence and AI and things like that to, so it's to generate it. taking data back from previous operations or yeah, previous Yeah, yeah, and, and it's really intelligent. You can say it's got to take a load of four ton. It's going to have a stress here, a stress there, and it calculates the rest for you. But what it does, it looks at... It looks at, it'll start off with one option, and then it'll go to another option and say, well, actually, this one's better. And it just, because of the process, that's computer processing speed, it could look at so many different options and it ultimately yeah, come up can. with it, the best option. Well, well, and, you this, can, and you can say I want it designed like, for additive manufacturing, two axes, five axes machining. Rate, and, and, weight and reduction. A, exactly, I need it lighter. Are you looking just, at Paul the cloud change oh. it all. Now, this is really interesting. I know Lindsay's going to join us in a minute. Um, and She was here to witness this. And uh, Gio, when we were on the Esprit stand, they were talking about artificial intelligence, weren't they? Yeah. And and I can't remember the gentleman's name that run it. Was it Dan? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan, the owner of the company. He was talking about how artificial intelligence is evolving so quickly. And there was Google and, uh, and amongst one of its uh, other digital companies came together to actually, uh, you know, they had an artificial algorithm that they wanted to get clever on its own, essentially. And it got too clever. And what happened is they had to shut it down because it started doing things that well, it shouldn't be doing. Have you not seen the film War Games? That's yeah. where they actually play tic tac toe. Yeah, that will happen. It's in reality. The 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 the, the, yeah. the robots are the artificial intelligence. They're getting cleverer and cleverer on their own doing, as you're suggesting. I, I can honestly see twenty years time, school will be optional because you think your smartphone and everything that's available on your smartphone will be on a chip in your brain. Should you choose? And that that's will happen. The, that's the kind of... Uh, that will happen. Uh, uh, that's what a kind of... Virtual, anyway, virtual. come on, we're moving on. I can hear some rustling in the corner. That's because Joe is leaving. Oh. Oh. Bye, Joe. But... 
Come on, Lindsay. Yeah, there you go. There's a no. In you come. In you come, Lindsay. You know, just adding on to hello. You get, can you use your microphone, please? Uh, hello, sorry. Yes. So, welcome to welcome to the podcast. <coughs> it is Lindsay Vickers, otherwise known as Lindsay Vickers. <laughs> no, that's all we got. No, yeah, that's all you got. What can are your... I just add, just really good, briefly, just jumping on what you just said there, Paul? No, it's quite interesting. You can go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it was quite interesting because he said the two computers were talking to one another, and within three minutes or within something like thirty seconds. They were talking to one another in English and they went through different languages and then they, they almost created their, they created their own language within like, I don't know what the timescale was, but they became that intelligent. The two robots were talking to each other in a language that none they were ta- of us... Were they taking the pee out of Jonesy in a different language so you couldn't tell? <laughs> was that a bit harsh? Yeah, that's why I shut them down. <laughs> right, anyway, highlight for you... Lindsay. Well, to be fair, we did a sport. Travelling with us. Oh, travelling with you. Oh, my goodness, that flight home. I well, would, can I tell I her? I was one of my highlights. I want to put a disclaimer in. I was not on this flight, Bye. all right? Bye. Yeah, Joe's making it now because he... Um, I've got to tell you something. that On their flight home, uh, that we all know that Gio doesn't like flying. And yep. so Gio takes diazepam to calm down. and he Yeah, but can... not the whole packet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he convinced Paul. Not only had Paul just had a couple, of, you know, just to, you know, wind down as you naturally would... To have diazepam as well. Oh, really? But you're not supposed to wash it down with wine, are you? She's winding you up. I didn't do that. You didn't do that. Okay, moving on swiftly. So that was probably your low light. <laughs> what was the highlight of the show you for you? You know what? We did a Swarf and Chips takeover show and it was on the Renishaw stand. Uh, and did it measure up? It did. Oh, gosh, you've got more intelligence uh, since I've, I saw you. I've been you. talking to a computer in a different language. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we were on the stand and to be fair, like uh, metrology and everything kind of goes over my head a little bit, but I got to understand what it was all about. A light bulb moment for you. It was a light yeah. bulb moment for me. That's good. And um, we spoke about metrology. We also spoke about how, you know, how machine tools are pulling data and then people can improve processes, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now that's what, the, you know, what Renishaw are doing. They're producing data that can go back to the user to produce trends and of measurement trends and temperature. And there's so much now data that we can use to make processes Better. And one of the, one of the points that came out that I learned about that show was the fact that the measurements, the tolerances are getting far tighter, aren't they, mm-hmm. on components? That's why the measurement has got to get that much better. Yep. For example, the electrification of vehicles, the engines are, you know, are, are machined and made to far tighter tolerances. What sort of tolerances? I couldn't tell you, but the, the, the technology has to be even better now to okay. measure them. To, so Why do they have because people? also because oh. the components become more far, far more complex as well as the tolerances, not just the tolerances, but the complexity of the components as well with the different machining technologies that are available. So checking them is a lot more mm. difficult than it was in the yeah. past. Why do electric motors, you probably don't know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why do electric motors need to be machined much more? I, 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 I don't know, Colin. It'd be interesting to ask the audience, you know, if people do know to comment and let us know. I mean, but during that conversation I had, that or maybe Geo. Well, I think that the weight is a big factor now with the electrification because we've got to reduce the weight um, of all the components within the vehicle because to to allow for weight of the battery. Uh, but in, 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 in pulls weight. No, no, <laughs> no. We can say that now. He's gone. There's no, there's no battery big <laughs> enough. If, for if you're reducing people. the weight of a component, then you, you've got to make them uh, stronger. The, the the design of the 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 housing, if you like, for the battery needs to be stronger. So the design of it is more complex. So that instead so of having this, this is a long way of saying it, you're not sure either. So no, I am sure. There's more, more componentry involved in yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you, the, if you were designing something square, 
the 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 stress oh, points is, is it'd be it'd be great to say everything's got to be rounded now, uh, so it got more strength. But you know, it's, it's all clever design. There's also probably another reason for it that engines they're having to last longer these days. So Longevity. in order to last longer, they need to. Uh, That's a very interesting question. How long did your uh, your new car engine last? Well, not that long. So obviously that wasn't Weeks, measured. Months. You not any put any of the blue? They didn't use Rhenish water. No, no, it was a different problem. The turbo blew up. Oh, yeah. oh Six right. months, I think you done Can it. I just add to this? No. I haven't finished. Oh, God, go on. Can then. I? Yep. Um, also, um, we were talking about like the CMM machines as well, because that's all measurement within the machine, but also after the process as well. That was quite interesting. And they're not just using the probes, they're using uh, like scanning, scanning now. Yep. But then we also discussed with them is additive manufacturing. And they were talking about metal additive manufacturing and it's really really interesting what they were doing they had a bike and they yep. they showed us the frame of the bike that they made and it was fantastic to see wasn't it yeah, yeah but what was the strength integrity on that though would be interesting okay oh it's all gone quiet what's going on oh sorry yeah i need to move Oh, okay. So Joe left about an hour ago and he just realised he's been blocked in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can move your car quickly. Yeah. And I, go on. Just a couple of points I want quickly. to mention. Thank you for popping in, Lindsay. It's been an absolute delight for you. Um, mm. the, 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 the other thing, and I know Gio was with me on these, but the, the Spinner Micro Turn yeah. is a machine, a very small footprint machine. There's a bit of a theme coming here from me. I'm going to rattle through it. But the Spinner Micro Turn, a very small... Uh, nimble sort of mill turn <coughs> machine that's got a that's got a I think it's an HSK I can't remember the HSK back end on the top of it but you might remember Gio. No, it was the, it was a, I think it was the smallest HSK, the smallest HSK you can get. get. Yeah. Mill turn machine. It fits in a very small footprint turret at the bottom. Very quick. Very agile. Uh, from White House Machine Tools in the UK. But if you are manufacturing medical components, complex parts for the automotive industry. <coughs> Perfect solution, and to see it move, it was incredible. Like the Muratec machines that we saw, gantries all over the place, picking parts, placing yeah. parts, washing them, orientating them. It's quite. It's like being drawn in just watching the you, the, speed, motion. the speed of the Muratec machines move. They had a, uh, facing spindles. They were doing op one and turning over op two. Then the turrets, were, and then you had a three turret double Y axis machine, and the parts coming off it were just something else. Geo, next, come on. I think staying on the theme of machine tools, Toshiba as well, Paul, very small footprint uh, machine tool, but up to 60,000 RPM, uh, making components to, to nanometers in, in tolerance. Nanometers. Nanometers. Um, so y your first question would be, would be, how do you make them uh, so accurate in, in a temperature controlled environment? So the the rigidity of the machine needs to be absolutely the build of the machine needs to be absolutely top class but also they they cool the machine with like a, a cooling system underneath the machine i'm not exactly sure how it works can i just clarify so, on nanometers is that fractions of a micron yes i mean how do you even measure that never mind small, produce a, a component but why do you that? need to make a part to that sort of accuracy this is you know, Again, this is my I'm, question i'm not what i'm industry, not i'm not part? i'm not an expert on that, but I would guess that I think that it's for moulds, isn't it, Paul? So two, two mating, mating parts. parts. So if they had to be like a mirror finish and um, compressed to make the actual uh, some whatever part that they're making, it needs to be absolutely perfect with no flaws whatsoever. That's the okay. only analogy I can imagine that you'd need anything so accurate so, for. But 
I, I'm just guesstimating. If there's anyone listening to this podcast, please comment and let us okay. know. And, and Lindsay, you went into the DMG Mori Hall, didn't you? And I mean, wow. Wasn't that I mean, it's huge. Well, there's 27 halls there, but they've got their own hall. Let's just clarify. You know what? I could not believe, and I said this to you, I got off the flight and there's all branding of DMG Mori. I went through to the hotel on the doors at the airport. There's branding at the at the uh, train station. There's branding. It's almost like emo takes over and all of this branding and machine tools. It's fantastic. I've never ever been to a show like it. Even though people said uh, that this show, when you walked around it, it did feel that it wasn't, that the aisles weren't bustling. However, it's so big and so, so big. vast. Yeah, how how would you, you wouldn't, I, you wouldn't do you that. But there is that. every possible solution. I'm sure we can. Mm. Absolutely. I think we're going to round it up now. So thank you for joining us. I want one very final 20 seconds each. Gio. I think uh, automation, digitalization. I think it showed... Uh, the show showed how it was embracing the two and incorporating the two with all the solutions that most exhibitors were exhibiting. That was 35 seconds. But anyway, Lindsay. Well, I'll shorten it. Okay. I'm just going to echo what Gio said. Automation. We went on to the top automates only yeah. stands as well, talking about um, bar feeds, the bar feeds bar, and the yeah. changes, but the improvements within those as well. Getting data and those improving as well. So it's not just the machine tools. Not just the hardware. It's everything yeah. around them now. That was 35 seconds Sorry. as well, so you didn't shorten it. Paul, you've got 10 I, seconds. I think the show showed. As, as, <laughs> I think there was so many highlights. The uh, Nakamura machines all about, mm-hmm. yeah, which Lindsay saw as well, the new MX100. Small footprints was, was a big feature yeah. there. Small footprints, maximising what you can get out of a small footprint and adding automation to it, because remember, people say that, you know, uh, automation loses jobs. It doesn't. For every job lost in automation, three are gained. And that's a big message that I want to take from the show. Okay, that was 35 seconds as well. So I've got no time, but I'm going to use it anyway. So automation, but it's not just about robots. You're thinking automation. You're also thinking you slide, um, your bar feeders, but also pallet loaders and things like that. And there's some amazing pallet loaders. I saw mm. a great one at Wasserman. They had... Four stations. So 35 seconds already. Can't yeah, I know. God, <laughs> so we're going to finish it there. So that was MTD Podcast Series 2, Episode 2. Gio, thank you for joining thank me. You. Paul, thanks for joining me. Edition. Lindsay, you can go now. And that's it for this week. <laughs> we will look forward to you hearing us soon. <laughs>